It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Al Duke's here. Jerry is still in Chicago coming back. We'll be back tomorrow. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, podcast people. Oh, hi, Eddie. Welcome back for day two. Thank you. Of the podcast. Looks like Jerry owes you some cash. That he does. Cash, cash. Give me cash. I did have a guy on uh, who wrote to me in an either an email or a, a direct Twitter message asking me the Jerry yelling for Ru- he loves Russell Westbrook. He's the MVP. Like where that came from. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I go, boy, it was just a, a classic Jerry meltdown where Craig was annoying him that morning a couple years back. It was I remember it being a six twenty update. It was the first was update, the first of, update the, of, of the day. day. And he had already had it. <laughs> he had already had it with Craig annoying him. That was also the same day though the Russell Westbrook rant is also the same rant as Cash Cash Give Me Cash. Correct. Because Craig had found in his office a stack of like gift cards. Yes. And wanted to give us gift cards, but wanted us to somehow work for them. Correct. Wanted it, like it was a bit he had just thought of at the spur of the moment. Right. And wanted us to sort of perform. Right. So Jerry was not in the mood to perform for gift cards. If you wanted to give me a gift card, I will thank you very much and accept it. But I'm not going to be like a seal. Correct. Looking for fish. Which is why all those things are labeled Jerry Seal. Yeah, because he's yelling, cash, cash, give me cash. And he's also going, oh, 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 right. And he was bobbing and weaving physically like a seal might. Yes, it was one of the funniest things that has ever happened. To me, that was the my favorite meltdown moment of the show. And I've had many meltdowns myself. Yes. Uh, but, but that one by Jerry was just so good because it, it went uh, on the air. It was so well done on the air. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. And Boomer and, and Craig were just stunned. <laughs> they were laughing, but they were just shocked right. at the, the venom that was coming out of Jerry. <laughs> he had finally had it. And the Russell Westbrook part of it was because that was the uh, the year when uh, Russell was going for the uh, to average a triple-double. And so Craig was all enamored with him. And, you know, of course, Craig likes the new shiny thing and and he has to be the MVP. He has to be the MVP. So that's why Jerry chose, I love Russell Westbrook. Right. <laughs> so that's where that came from. It's tremendous. Because that annoyed Jerry also, that he was touting Westbrook as the MVP right. that year. It was also like Craig didn't have a lot of, uh, Craig wasn't a hardcore sports guy. No. So he didn't have the full-on sports knowledge, but would fight and make his point as if he did. Correct, and that annoyed Jerry, who does have the sports knowledge. Because then you also don't know on the air, should you go against the host because 
are you in somewhat embarrassing the host if you know more than them? Right. So there's this tension. So that's just where that all exploded. And that always was the case with Jerry, with with his sports knowledge versus Craig right. in almost any sport. Right. And with uh, Boomer uh, in baseball and basketball, right, Jerry felt he knew more. Right, he follows Certainly not football and, and certainly not hockey because uh, right. Boomer's a legit hockey guy. Yeah. So that was just a good walk down memory lane for me. Yes. Now, unfortunately, we'd never be able to see that visually again because mm-hmm. that was during the Craig era, which yes. I don't, which CBS does not run. Right. Any of those. But they might have that. I'm oh, sure I'm they sure have, they have it. it. If I wanted it for my own pleasure to and, see, and then maybe you could then you know tweet it out or something. <laughs> you know that would be or uh, just clip it. Yes, and that'd be a nice little thing for the fans to uh, right. consume. Now, another thing that came up on the program today, some inside WFAN information. We had uh, Erica Herskowitz yes. doing updates. Now, you did you hire Erica? I uh, was hired her, well, me along with Eric Spitz, because mm-hmm. he used to run the internship program with me for many years until he left in 2003. But from, say, 93 to 2003, it was a joint effort we used to interview the interns together. So Erica, who filled in for Jerry today. Yes. Doing updates. She was an intern here at WFAN. In 1996, I believe. In 1996. Spring of 96, I think. Then she became an anchor here part-time? She was a part-time uh, board op first. Okay. And then became uh, an anchor. And then was a part-time anchor and then left for a full-time gig uh, with ESPN. Now, prior to that, she came to the attention of Mike and the Mad Dog when she was doing, I believe, Rutgers women's basketball. Is that possible? Or it's, Rutgers possible or Rutgers games, Rutgers basketball, but the student broadcast? Yes, that's correct. Right? Because Jerry does the uh "Quote unquote professional broadcast, the professional one, yes, on uh, WOR. But there is also a student broadcast right. as well. Which so is Erica on, did I, that. I guess CTC, maybe. Who knows? Okay. Uh, and Mike and the Mad Dog uh, put her feet up on the air one day, and that could have been while she was doing her internship. It could have been concurrent with that because right. it was the spring. That makes sense. And it was her, her senior year and and all that." So, and then she worked here for a little while and then got hired away by ESPN. Yes. And then came back. Yes. Now, over all that time, you said 1996. Mm-hmm. So let's do the math. 96, 2006, 2016 is 20 years, 23 years. Yes. She uh, was somewhat in attack mode today, I felt. Yes. Where she was uh, somewhat complaining that she gets looked over for shifts Part-timers battle for shifts here because correct. there's only so many part-time shifts. That is correct. Some are looked at as good hours. Some are looked at as terrible hours. You don't want to work Friday night, Saturday night, these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So she was saying that she feels like here she gets passed up by people with less experience than her, less than her 22, 23 years, and did not appreciate that. I've always felt like we're in an industry where your length of service doesn't count. It's where you fit in, where they think you fit in on the air. Right. I always feel that way. It's yes. not like, you know, if you were working in a in a pharmacy and you're a pharmacy tech and you've got 20 years experience and they bring in some new punk 
and they're getting better hours than you. It, With without any merit. Without any merit. Like this just seems like one of those jobs where your length of service doesn't matter. Uh well, okay. When I was doing the scheduling, I did factor in length of service. You did because uh, I just thought it was the right thing to do. Now I was not an idiot, and if there was a you know a fantastic talent discrepancy or anything like that, uh, you have to factor those things in. Or if it's a, if it just didn't fit, it didn't work for whatever reason, right? Um, and I know when um, when Craig was with us, and there was a time when she filled it, it just didn't flow, it didn't fit. Although I thought today went very well. Yes. Um, but uh, when I was doing it, I would have to factor all those things in. And for the for in my opinion, all of our part-time anchors are are talented, some more than others. But you know, certainly Erica, first of all, she's a female voice, which is unique in the industry. Uh, I think she has a fantastic radio voice also. Yes. And you know, she's smooth and professional on the air. So uh, if I, now she has her had her, you know, restrictions for shifts be, based on her life and her children and all that other stuff. So, but I would try to favor her because she had the longest uh, tenure and she was very good. So I did have to factor those things in, but I would always try to be equitable and try to give at least on those sh weeks when there was not a lot of shifts to go around, which were most of them, you know, the, the, these, the availability comes in bunches, you know, uh, summertime, holiday time and all that. Um, but I, I would try to give each squirrel an acorn, as I sure. used to say when I was, because if you don't, then you can't give somebody nothing and expect them then to be there for you when you need them. Now, what would you do? I always thought this was interesting, too. So when you when you were doing the scheduling and helping to pick people to move up in the company, mm -hmm. as far as like from a part-timer to a full-timer. Yes. So like, let's say Ernie leaves the Joe and Evan show as producer. Right. He's the main producer. Let's say he decides uh, he's going to go do something else. Here, it would seem that we would prefer to fill that slot with whoever is the longest tenured part-timer mm -hmm. versus who we think might be a better fit for Joe and Evan. Uh, there is a certain, right. There, there, right. There is a philosophy. Uh, that philosophy does exist here um, for whatever reason, right or wrong. Now I would never, I would have recommendations, but yeah, but you wouldn't force, you wouldn't say, Hey, Joe and Evan, this uh, guy's uh, your next producer. Cause he's that, been here the longest. That was not my call. Yeah. Like that was Mark. Um, That's so true. I would have suggestions to him because um, a lot of times Mark, because he's worried about a hundred other things, he wouldn't really have the knowledge of that person's work history like I did. Or skills. And yes. wouldn't necessarily know the feedback from other employees about this person's performance. So he would rely on me. So I would make recommendations. But for, and this is not for, say, like the four to midnight board shift, um, you know, for if that became open, this would be more for like the, if you will, higher profile jobs. He would still do interviews. And certainly for like Joe and Evans producer, they will have input right uh, on, on that. 
But you would say, hey, this person has been here long and the longest yeah. he might I, I would he or just she might be the best. What the facts were, and then that was it. I was out of the selection process. I see. So, you know, I, I would think that, you know, Joe Joe and Evan, if that ever happened, they would have a you know, probably the the biggest say right. in that. Do we still do internships here or no? I'm confused by that still. Well, um, in CBS, our former owner, there there was a bunch of um, cases that people you know could Google about internship or intern abuse, not not sexual or anything, but sort of you know doing too much work and getting no pay for it and all, all right. that stuff. That was in the news a few years ago, and a lot of media companies sort of got rid of internship programs cbs was one of those who got rid of the internship program then brought it back in their last year with us in a very limited basis and that was something that was run through corporate and i had no control or input of it um and then when intercom came on it was they had an internship program in it, but it was very similar to the cbs where smaller it was yeah very limited like two for the summer only and again, all run through corporate and and sort of beyond any oversight by us here. Yeah, my uh, nephew goes to Syracuse now, and my sister—it's my sister's kid—has. She was asking me, "Oh, do you know of any internships and all these things? You know, uh, uh, you know, internships are paid now." And, da-da. and I said to her, "I said, you know, yeah, it's great now that internships are paid because, especially if you were coming into the city, you, you were spending money to work for free." Correct. I said, but your chances of getting an internship now that that these companies have to pay interns, they've now gone from like, what was at the height? How many interns would we take Uh, a semester? I used to have in the summer, I had, um, let me see, 10 interns. Yeah. And in the uh, spring and fall, I had eight. And now if we, when we do them, when we see them. So what is that? 26? Yeah. Yeah. We'd get like one or two. Correct. And yes, it pays awesome. Like, that's great that it pays, but your chance of getting the internship now is shrunk. Correct. Yeah. And I, and I used to have uh, in the, I used to have an, an intern was here all the time. Yeah. Like round the clock in the summer and in the spring and fall, it was all the hours except for the overnight because those were local students who were still going to school. So it really wasn't fair right. to have them do an overnight shift. So, but I used, we used to have interns here, you know, around the clock. Right. But no more. No more. In fact, that's where you used to get part-timers from the interns, full-timers from the part-timers. And Correct. our freaking hosts were interns here. Yes. I mean, Craig Carton was an intern. intern. Mark Malusis. Intern. Ian Eagle. Intern. Really? intern. Chris intern. Carlin. Intern. Jerry Recco. Intern. Jacob Wilkins. Intern. Erica Herskowitz. Intern. Greg Giannotti. Intern. Intern. Uh, all over the place. You did once turn down an intern named Chris Oliveira, who many years later would go on to be like, you know, very high up in the company. Yes, was the vice president <laughs> of, of, of programming, programming of the, for the for CBS. <laughs> he did not and get he an And he never let me forget yeah, that. Uh, but true. by the way, that was when Eric and I were doing the internships together. So you're like, this kid doesn't have it. It was a joint rejection. Wow. But, and I actually, I don't remember 
why or how or what who they what the other candidates were. Right. I have no I, I don't remember. Yeah. But I do remember I did I I think I called him personally to tell him the bad news. Cuz this was back before like uh emails yeah. and all that stuff or in the very early days of the internet. <laughs> so uh I don't know if he listens to this, but I don't uh, think he does, but I chat with him still. Well, I'll tell yeah, him I asked him if, if I if I called him. I think <laughs> I did. He ended up getting an internship at Howard Stern show many Correct. years ago, and then went on to great you know, things. Uh, you know, uh, earn about eighty times more than I will in my career, <laughs> and I'm still working, and he's sort of on a break. He's uh, taking a break. Good for him. I have a story here, Eddie, from England, that a man got a deadly infection in his skull after cleaning his ears with cotton swab. Huh? They do say now. The Q-tip people yes. will tell you, don't clean your ears with Q-tips because they don't want you to poke your eardrum. Or or just to be very, very careful very, very careful. gentle. Don't go deep into oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love a Q-tip ear cleaning. Oh, yeah. It feels good. Oh. Like you get out of the good. shower, it's oh, wet. Oh, yes. it's oh. the best. Yeah. Although I will say uh, two or three times in my life, I have... You hit. Like... Just yeah, and hurt my ear. Right, like where where the cotton swab head was like thin. Yeah, or something. Or like in a hotel, on. they give you like the fugazi, the fugazi, not the real tips. <laughs> yeah, not real Q-tips. Yeah, and they're thinner, so they the yeah. stick goes all uh, the way in your ear. No yeah, it stabs you in the ear. This guy though got a bacterial infection. He put he con he contracted a potentially life threatening bacterial infection in the lining of his skull after he used the cotton swab. It got stuck in this man's ear canal, made its way up his skull, and reached the lining of his brain. Uh, oh, wow. Gave him seizures. He was taken to the emergency room after he had collapsed. Hmm. Well, he did not follow the instructions. He, he did not. Maybe he was a little aggressive. Let's see. He underwent a CAT scan and was diagnosed with necrotizing otit otitis externa. Wow. A bacterial infection of the auditory canal. He did minor surgery where they removed the cotton swab. Oh, it was still in there. The piece of it was got got uh, stuck in there. The man had to spend a week in the hospital and two months of antibiotics. No long-term brain injuries or hearing injuries. Mm -hmm. Wow. He's now been ordered to stop using cotton swabs for his ears. For a little while, when I was afraid of the cotton swab, what I would do is I would take a, uh, I would I would take a piece of toilet paper and put it on the tip of like my finger and clean it that way. But you don't get in there. No, and it yeah, and it's like yeah, and the the the, the toilet paper just falls apart. Well, I use Scott toilet paper, quality. Quality, yeah. And if you layer it a little bit, you can do it. And then do you pay do you do the rule where you use one side of the Q tip for one ear yes. and then the other for, yeah, I do. I do. So you're not supposed to mix them in case you have any an right. infection in one ear it'll spread to the other. Ear. Right. I was just putting no earwax in this ear back in the other ear. Right. And then there are days where like not a not a thing of yellow is on it. Mm -hmm. And then other days like a thing of orange comes out and you go, What? Yeah, uh, how? Well, like one day this one happened. Because I do it every day. Me too. Yeah. One day buildup. Yeah, and you see, like, yeah, it's a there, things vary. Let's see, what do I have next for you, Eddie? Oh, this is an interesting survey for guys like you and me. Mm -hmm. Early risers. Yes. Well, I, I I think we're even beyond. We're beyond early. We're risers. we're off shifters. This says early risers have a more active active sex life. What do you think of that? Uh, well. Not in my case, but, but uh, again, 
we're really off shifters. Yeah, these are like early birds, they mean, versus right. night owls. Yeah, right. They're the people get up at, like, who have a normal job or normal hours get up at 4.30. Right. Yes, that is not us. We are here at that point. Yeah, we're we're all, I'm already 90 minutes into my work day at that point. It says early risers have sex three times a week. Hmm. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Sounds like you're bragging. Early. So maybe they have um, relations. In the morning. Yeah. We don't have that opportunity. We're waking up when everyone's sleeping. Correct. You know, the wife is asleep. Right. Your uh, 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 girlfriend is not actually Towns in the away. same <laughs> Not in house the same area. You. Right. So there go those. That's probably at least once a week that that could happen. Yeah, sure. So there's the numbers are skewed. Yeah, no good. For gays. For gays. Um, that's all I really have, Eddie. We did some inside information we here. We did. Uh, WFAN. No aliens, no Florida stories. No. No, no dogs. Uh, no dog stories. No kids and pets. Kids and pets. I wonder how many people get that reference. Now, we've done it two days in a row. Yeah. Kids and pets. Kids Be and interested pets. interested to see how many people under- know what we're talking Should about. Should we say what it is? Well, let's not. And okay. see if there's anybody who says, I know exactly what that is. Right. Kids and pets. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll leave you at that. Kids All right. and pets. All right, Eddie. Um, tom- ooh, Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Holla. Holla. Sure. 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 It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Jerry is still in Chicago. Rutgers lost, so he'll be returning tomorrow. So uh, Erica Herskowitz joins me. Good morning. Good morning. Very sad about that Rutgers game. Uh, yeah, well, if Rutgers had won, Jerry would be out tomorrow also. Well, I wouldn't be back. I need my I Jerry. Can't, I can't do this. I need my Jerry back. <laughs> I did see this, though, about the Big Ten tournament. You know, it's in um, Chicago. Yes. And they had put a Big Ten tournament jersey on the Michael Jordan statue out front. Okay. United Center, yes. Yeah, which they're always putting things <laughs> on that Michael Jordan jersey. You know, like when there's a Slayer concert out there, they're, they're throwing a t-shirt. Yeah, like a <laughs> Angels of Death of Slayer t-shirt on that guy. And that's what I'm concerned about with this Tom Seaver statue that everybody wants. What do you think they're going to put on it? Well, like, <laughs> like a Billy Joel. No, t-shirt? like dead in companies out there every summer. <laughs> Tom Seaver in his tie dyed Weezer. Yeah, a Weezer t shirt. <laughs> like, that's just disrespectful. I don't want to see Michael Jordan with a big 10. What if there's like a TED talk, like uh, Tony Robbins or something? Yeah. have his t shirt. It's everything, you know, like Kenny Chesney will do a show there. It'll be like, no shoes, no and a, shirt. And a cowboy hat right yeah, on Tom Seaver. Exactly. That'd be awesome. That's what we don't need no. with our statues out there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, uh, Erica, but uh, Jose Canseco, who I just started following on Twitter. because uh, I'm sure he's a good follower. I feel like I was missing out. Yeah. He's looking for Bigfoot, these sorts of things. <laughs> yes. So as soon as A-Rod got engaged to J-Lo. Yes. He said that his that uh, Jose's ex-wife Jessica and A-Rod were cheating with one another. Yes, and that he has pictures. And he has photos. So right. we and <laughs> I brought a clip. I like that. <laughs> Jessica, the ex-wife of Jose, came out and said, "Not true. Never okay. slept with A-Rod." Of course, A-Rod hasn't commented, but Jose would like them both to take a lie detector test. <laughs> 
That would be awesome. Would you watch this? I would watch it. I would watch it. I would get that guy Howard Stern uses, Ed Torian. Ed Torian. Did you sleep with a rod? <laughs> I would do my imitation, but I'm not. Gonna. You're not good at the no. Ed Torian I, I love Ed imitations. Torian. He was deceptive. <laughs> Did you have sexual relations with a rod? On that, he was deceptive. He's telling the truth. <laughs> Remember when Fox tried to roll out that lie detector test show that they, this yes. was a number of years ago. Yes. It was like boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah. It was like a total Jerry Springer moment. Yes. Yes. It was awesome. Where they would sit down, get strapped in. <laughs> they actually let people off the hook. Cause I watch this ID channel constantly right. about murders and things. If you pass a lie detector test, they let, you're like off the hook in a, mo- in a lot of cases. I don't know. I don't, I, I thought they're not admissible. They're not admissible, but here's what they do. Like, the police eliminate suspects with the lie detector. Okay. Right? So if they if there was a murder here, like, let's say Jerry was murdered, <laughs> the cops would come and talk to me because those closest well, to you. who wants his shift? CeeLo? Right. They right. go to CeeLo, Bogish, Everyone here. Waller. Not and me. We have a, I don't know, you're mm-hmm. here this morning. Mm-hmm. You're a suspect, especially if he was found murdered today. No. So what the cops will do is they'll bring you in. They'll say, Erica, can we give you a lie detector test? And if you pass that, you're eliminated because we have so many suspects. So why wouldn't you? You just do it. If you just do you're it. you're innocent. That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah, but A-Rod's not going to do it. A-Rod's too famous. But too Jessica, famous. not famous, not as famous, she could go she could. to Ed Torian and get the lie detector <laughs> test and pass it. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. Let's get it cleared. It depends on how desperate she is for money. If right. she's desperate for money or and fame. fame, yeah, she'd do it. Makes sense to me. I saw pictures uh, on TMZ of Bill Belichick and his girlfriend <laughs> uh, vacationing in Barbados. Okay, I've never seen the pictures. So. Oh, you're missing out. Should I Google? Uh, I would Google that because I want to talk to you about Bill Belichick's physique. <laughs> well, I've seen that. No, well, yes, I think we all think we've seen Bill Belichick. He's a chubbier guy. He's older. He we wears all... sweatshirts with the arms Yeah, off. big sweatshirts with hoods. Yeah. Oh, she's pretty. She's not as young as I thought she was going to be. No, that's the other thing I respect about I Bill Belichick. Surpri- I'm surprised. She's 55. He's 65, I believe. There's a little PDA in part of these images. She's very pretty, but yes. um, Bill Belichick, for a guy who's a little... A little, got a little extra pounds, mm-hmm. as uh, we all will in our 60s. Yeah. The guy's got massive pecs. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure they're not man no, breasts? No, they are not. <laughs> I how guarantee. Could you tell? He's wearing how could t- you t- No, no, Wait, I, I saw him shirtless. A, he, I saw him shirtless. All right, now I have to Google Belichick shirtless. Yeah. The word. Just do Belichick vacation. It comes right up. Okay. So I know that dude is hitting the, the bench press okay. at Patriots no, facility. No, in this one, he looks like he's, he needs a <laughs> Yeah. He needs a, <laughs> A bra. No, those are there's a fine line between pecs and man boobs. No, those no. are pecs. Man boobs. I oh, bet, no, 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 no. They're no. solid. No, they're like droopy. No, no, they're man boobs. All right. I see it. I'll tweet out the photo later. Let people let other and men. And he's got be like a judge. total muffin top. That's all right. He's a mess. He needs to put his shirt back on. I love this idea that I saw from the world of baseball. That the uh MLB and the Players Association have uh, made an agreement. So this is now official things. Number one, this year, 2019, the Home Run Derby winner will get $1 million. That sounds great. Worth it. That's what, Now you're going to get guys. Now you're talking. Because guys like Judge want to sit out because they're now too cool to swing the bat. Stanton <laughs> wants to sit out now. Right. Bryce Harper, right. these guys. 
A mil- you can go there, swing the bat, and win a million dollars for the night? Done. Cash! Cash! <laughs> Give me <laughs> cash! <laughs> That's Aaron Judge. Especially these guys that haven't hit their big... Like, like Aaron Judge ain't getting a ton of cash compared to, like, a Bryce Harper. Yeah, but he wants the mill. I mean, it doesn't matter how rich you are. A million's a mill. I mean, that's a million dollars. That's a million dollars. Although Boomer's going to wonder if they're going to take the tax out. And where's the all-star? Well, they're going to take the tax out. And where's the all-star game this year? And what's the state right. tax there? Exactly. It's not worth it. Now I'm only getting $500,000 <laughs> to win. I do find it very strange. And I saw you doing this before the program. Yes. You and Harris. Mm-hmm. You're not millionaires, I don't think. <laughs> you and Harris, right? No. Mm-mm. As far as I know. Separately. But it's very strange, like, the whole sports radio thing now these days, yeah, blue-collar workers pulling mm-hmm. up, and we discuss now $250 million it's salaries. Ridiculous. Like, it's nothing. You're like Dennis <laughs> Harris. I heard you over, I don't know who you were talking about, you go, now he's only getting $18 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get my fat. Yes, what are we doing? He's only getting $18 Yes. Million. Yeah. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's bizarre that that, like, when, if you follow sports or listen to sports radio, the numbers now that we... No one even blinks an eye. And nobody pays attention to it because it's just so astronomical. Like, every time I do a story, it pops up, so-and-so is gonna, now going to be the highest safety paid in the league. You know, like, every time you do it, it's it's one-upping one, in, one upping the next guy. And then it just never ends. It's yeah. just never going to end. And they'll go like, uh, he'd be like a guy who's a painter for a living. They'll be like, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we got it. And we uh, only had to give him $50 million. That's a great contract. <laughs> what? What are we doing? Ugh. Kyler Murray had his pro day. I guess the Giants send some guys there as if he's going to be available at number six. <laughs> and backup. Backup Eli Manning for <laughs> right. a year. That's just what he wants to do. Right, because they gave him his $5 million. That's Eli right. Manning. That's right. Yep. The 17th. A commitment, an engagement ring, if you will. <laughs> yes, a $5 million They're commitment. They're to commit to him. They've committed to him for the season. And so. yet $5 million a drop in the bucket. Like, they could easily just be like, here's $5 million, bye. Right. Yeah. Here's okay. your $5 mil. Go away. We're committing to you. <laughs> but Kyler Murray, I guess, had uh, his pro day yesterday and would not be measured for height. I don't know. Wh- well, that was last year. Wasn't Saquon Barkley wouldn't let anybody measure his thighs? Remember that? Why? Remember that? Th- when we did the Giant show. Yeah. At Giant Stadium at the practice. Oh, whatever, when the he practice came facility. out. Yeah. He came out and I think one of the guys wanted to measure his thigh. And they he wanted- was so, he just would not be measured. Like what? Right. Well, the Giants, we had told that we had asked the Giants if they had a tape measure. We right. wanted to measure my thin thigh <laughs> versus Saquon Barkley's man right, thigh. Because they're massive. Massive. And the right. Giants said, we're not, mm, right. let's they're not so do that. Not into that. Not into that. Right. And then uh, we did it anyway. Well, we asked. <laughs> we asked him just to stand up and measure with his fingers, like eyeball uh... <laughs> test. Okay. Whose thighs are bigger, mine? So, or what Saquon? did Kyler Murray not want to measure? His height. You know, because oh, there's that's some controversy. Men are very. There's controversy. Some say he's 5'8". Right. He claims a 5'10", which they think was a Fugazi Mm, measurement. I know, but it's hard. To be a quarterback, you got to be tall nowadays, and you can't be this, like, little stumpy quarterback. But he would not... He's short. He would not get on the the thing yesterday to measure his height. Right. Because it would decrease his value, maybe. Right. So, I mean, I don't blame him. Get on the thing. I don't want to get on the scale. Not going to do it. Right, but if you (laughs) had to go into a combine... No, not going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> Take what I used to. me. Figure it out. <laughs> when, when I used to watch uh, pro wrestling, you know, when a wrestler would come to the ring, they'd be like, yes. coming to the ring from the French Alps, uh, weighing f- uh, from seven foot four, 520 pounds, Andre the Giant. Then Andre might be fighting a guy wearing a mask, and they'd be like, uh, 
from parts unknown, weight unknown. Put the guy on the scale. Weight unknown. <laughs> Measure Kyler Murray. Uh, he's not going to let it happen. Oh, he's getting measured. I mean, he'll get measured after he gets picked up. Right. Right. Then he'll be measured. Like, right. Look, you fools. I'm 5'5". Five, I'm 5'7". Five, five. I'm 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> All right, Erica, we have to take a break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, what do I have? Ooh, I have a Dak Prescott story that involves, well, a missing finger. Take it away, Eddie. <laughs> it's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back. I'm Erica Herskowitz. Here's your latest headlines. NFL free agency officially beginning. We'll check the locals. The Seahawks came to terms with former Jets Pro Bowl kicker Jason Myers on a four-year deal. The Bills signed former Jets All-Pro returner Andre Roberts to a three-year contract. That's said to be worth $18 million. And the Giants will reportedly be giving Eli Manning a $5 million roster bonus tomorrow. NBA last night, Russell Westbrook posted his 25th triple-double of the season. 31 points, 12 boards, 11 assists to help the Thunder rally and beat the Nets 108-96. College basketball opening round of the Big East tournament at the Garden. St. John's beat DePaul 87-74 or rather 82-74 to advance to the quarterfinals. And Rutgers blew it down the stretch in their Big Ten opener. They uh, fell to Nebraska 68-61. It's one and done for Fordham, uh, which lost its A-10 opener to Richmond 52-50. And Colgate earned its first bid to the NCAA tournament in 23 years, winning the Patriot League title with a 94-80 victory over Bucknell. Great for League Baseball, the Yanks and Phillies played to a 5-5 tie. The Mets beat the Astros at Port St. Lucie 2-1. Hockey, the Rangers lost in Vancouver 4-1. And the Devils doubled up the Oilers in Edmonton 6-3. And that's what's happening. Al, what else you You've got? You've left me no time. I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry. I have a Pitbull story. Uh, Dak Prescott's Pitbulls have to get out of Frisco, Texas. Because they ate a woman's finger off. And they've had multiple problems with these dogs because they get out of a door that Dak Prescott can't fix. It's broken. <laughs> fix your stupid Hoops door. Hoops and hockey fans, stand by for a three-day box office blitz.